I'm going to read a scripture from Ephesians chapter 4, just to kind of launch things this morning. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get out there and walk on the road God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. So stay together both outwardly and inwardly. But that doesn't mean you should all look and speak and act the same way. Out of the generosity of Christ, each of us is given their own gift. It's a great scripture. And Paul the Apostle here is encouraging Christians who, um, who worship together to walk a common path, to share a common vision, and to travel uh, very purposefully um, toward a common goal. And clarity of purpose and a commitment um, to uh, fulfilling that purpose is absolutely essential for any group of people if they're ever going to do anything meaningful together. When, um, when Louise and I were um, thinking about getting married, um, one of the key things that determined our decision to uh, commit to one another was uh, sharing uh, similar values and having a similar vision for our future. Um, we were, and we still are, very, very different people. Um, we obviously don't look alike. Um, we definitely don't like the same movies, um, we don't act the same, and we have very different gifts. Um, I like cooking, she doesn't. Um, she likes uh, numbers, and uh, I don't know what the equivalent for um, uh, numeric uh, uh, dyslexia is, but I've, whatever that is, I, I, I've got that. Um, just like Paul says, um, when it comes, uh, we're, we're, we're different. But when it comes to values and vision, Louise and I are united. We're together. We're, we're on, on, on the same page. And um, one of the key things that when we started um, married life together, I guess the, the key vision that we had um, was very simply we wanted to have a happy home. That was, the, that was the vision. It's not very spiritual, but we just want to have a happy home. And um, we decided that uh, we just wanted to cultivate an environment that was going to be fun for our kids when they, when they came along, that the kids would actually enjoy hanging around us as they got older. And we figured that um, they were less likely to stray too far um, because home was a happy place for them to be. That was our vision. That was our dream. That was what we kind of focused our energy into. And so we would do things like have, uh, we called them picky teas, which were like we'd just have picnics on the floor regularly for dinner. And, um, and that was, we'd just make events out of the simple things of life. Now, in the outback, um, uh, farmers... Um, who've got sheep or cattle, what they would do is they either build fences or they dig wells to gather and make sure that their, their, their livestock um, stay safe. And what parents do is their kids get older, do one of two things. They either build fences 
create boundaries, create rules to try and stop their kids from going too far, or like Lou and I wanted to do is we want to just dig a well. So we didn't have too many boundaries, too many restrictions, but what we'd want to do was create a happy home, a well, where our kids could kind of come and we'd have fun because there was a well that was built. And our vision, I think, we've been married for 30 years nearly, and um, um, digging that well has proven to have worked for us. And so our kids who are now in their 20s, um, most of the time still like to hang with their parents. Mind you, when they had their New Year's Eve party, we did not get an invite. <laughs> a bit worried about that one. So having a common vision kind of gives focus, gave focus to our marriage. It helped us with our decision-making about how we, the kind of atmosphere we wanted to cultivate in our home. And so shared values and vision are essential, whether it's a couple, a family, a business, a political party, a community group, or a church. We need to be travelling um, on the same path and heading toward the same goal. Now, when it comes to us, us here at Bayview, are we on a road to nowhere, which Paul says is quite a, a possibility for, for churches to be on a road to nowhere? Or do we have values that guide us and a vision that maps out where we are going and how we are going to get there? Now, I'm really pleased you've asked that question uh, because that's what we're going to talk about this morning. As a group of people who are followers of Jesus Christ, who call themselves Bayview Church, we have been drawn together by God at a specific time in history, at a specific place to fulfill specific tasks. Let me begin before I kind of dig down into what that means for us going forward. Let me just provide you with some context. We live in a very big world. 200 years ago, there were 1 billion people on the planet. Today, there are 7 billion of us. And that's more than all of the combined generations that have ever lived on the earth. So today is a day of incredible opportunity in terms of the number of people who can be impacted and affected by the gospel. It's a big world, but it's a big world with big problems and big needs. For example, uh, Nate, and sorry, I forgot to mention uh, the tribe, the uh, youth meet this coming, begin meeting this coming Friday night. See Nate and Lorna if you like more in info. But Nate works as our representative at Rosebud um, Secondary College with a group of young kids that are kind of uh, working through stuff in their lives. And he started back, at, back, at, back in his role uh, on, on Friday, just gone. And he went back there to hear the news that two of the young people that um, he works with during the school holidays had attempted suicide. And I couldn't help but think to myself, oh my God, these two young people who live on one of the in one of the most beautiful places on the planet, in one of the most affluent countries in the world, are experiencing so much pain 
that they cannot see a future for themselves. This is a big world with big problems. There's, there's loneliness and family breakdown and relationship breakdown and guilt and shame and addiction and aimlessness and, and, and sickness and addiction and mental health, health issues and loss and grief. And I'm just talking about myself now. <laughs> you see, that the problems of this world are many and they're often um, uh, systemic and, and complex. But in this big world, with big problems, we, the church, believe there's a big God with a big heart who cares for the seven billion people in this world. There's a big God who wants to intervene and alleviate pain and bring comfort and strength and grace and hope and real-life solutions to people who are suffering and struggling. The gospel of Jesus Christ is good news to a needy world. Romans chapter 1, verse 18 tells us that the gospel is the power of God that brings about salvation, that brings about what we've discussed over the last couple of years, brings about sozo, this beautiful Greek word, or brings about shalom, that is That salvation is a world in which nothing is broken and nothing is missing. That the gospel is God's offer of healing and of freedom, of wholeness and restoration and peace and grace and justice and truth and love and harmony. And I'm getting excited, but you don't look like you are, but that's all right. The the, The gospel is God's message of how broken people... And this broken world can be put to rights. And we are part of something called the church, which not only has the great privilege of, of proclaiming this message of hope and healing to a hurting world, but we, the church, are also called to be a tangible sign of what it looks like when a community of people Um, um, uh, embody this gospel. The church is called to be a a visible demonstration of what it looks like when a group of people decide to live out the words, the works, and the ways of Jesus. Now today is our second anniversary here at Bayview. Next week is our church's 10th anniversary, and today is our second Thank you, Kate. You're at least one person's excited. I just hope you got us a cake, that's all. And the first year that we were here, we just spent listening and observing, having conversations, having lots of coffee, and talking with people. And at the end of that first year, we presented a mission statement which outlines the three core values which we want to guide us as a church. These are non-negotiables. In fact, every church has these three core values. They might express them with different phrases, but every church that names the name of Jesus will or ought to have these three values um, undergirding the life and ministry of that church. 
But we've kind of adopted um, three Bs. Humor me. The first B is what? Belong. Belong. You should know it's up on the screen there. <laughs> Belong is about, about making friends. It's about building family, about creating community. Because everyone needs a safe place to call home. And we wanna, that's what we want to be. We want to be a place where people feel like they can belong. B2 is well done. That's about making a difference, uh, reaching out beyond ourselves. Now, how good was it last week when Josh and Karen announced that they and uh, Seth and Eli are going to be relocating to Cambodia? It's exciting not because we're getting rid of you. We're going to miss you. But how exciting was that, that this young couple, this young family, are going to pack their bags and they're going to go to Cambodia. They're going to go and, 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 and um, as Josh said, take those, these three Bs to where they go and outlive those, those three core values in that community. And that, that's church for me when we are sending and releasing people to go, whether it's in Cambodia or to your next door neighbour. That's what the church is about. It's not about what we do here. It's what we do out there that matters. And then B3 is what? Become. Become. About making disciples, developing people, helping people. My job is to help you to become the best you you can possibly be. That's my job is to help you to become the best you that you can possibly be. Now, a couple of months ago, our leadership community came together for a planning day. And we prayed and we dreamt together about our future as a church. And we came up with a vision statement and a list of goals that we'd like to see accomplished for each one of these core values. And so... B1, belong. What we, what we sensed was that our vision is to be a growing church where anyone can come and which is representative of the broader demographic of our community. And we've got a bunch of dot points that sit under, under that, that vision. But one of them is that uh, we want to develop a process which clearly, uh, with clearly defined pathways for integration and opportunities uh, for people to participate in church life and ministry. And so I've been working on on this thing here, which is called uh, Next Steps. And so Next Steps um, gives people the opportunity from the first time they walk through the doors of Bayview Church, it provides them with a pathway that will lead them through to a place of maturity until we carry them out in a box. So people know that there are certain steps and certain opportunities that they can take and embrace to help them become the best me they can possibly be. Then B2, the bless, we said that our vision is to be a resourcing church. We will be a blessing to our local neighbourhood, world and the church at large by sending, influencing supporting and encouraging others by generously sharing our resources, our finances, skills, experience and people. 
And to accomplish this, we've got a bunch of dot points under this particular uh, thing. And to account, one of those dot points was uh, we want to be resourcing and supporting other churches. And what was really exciting is uh, not long after we had kind of dreamt this, this idea of resourcing and supporting other churches, out of the blue, um, I was contacted by one of the elders at uh, a Footscray Church of Christ. And Footscray Church of Christ are currently without a pastor and they're, they're, they're needing support. Our daughter has been going to uh, uh, this church and she linked one of the elders with myself. And we had a couple of phone conversations, some email correspondence. We caught up for coffee and we began to talk about the possibility of how we as a church could come alongside them. And then yesterday, the elders from um, Footscray Church of Christ came here and they met our leadership community and, uh, and we were able to just to engage with them and then I spent some time with them afterwards and they're keen for us as a church to support them during this season of uncertainty. Now, how good is that? That we could send teams of, um, we don't have a large music team, but we could send some of our musicians over to Footscray to help them. Um, we could send some of our, uh, our preachers here to go over there and fill a bit of a void for them. How good is that? That little old us could, could, could actually do something to bless another church. And then th um, B3, become... We said that our vision is to be a church experiencing renewal. We want Bayview to be known as an exciting place to be where everyone has a story to, to tell regarding the reality of their faith. And we figured that if we plan on experiencing renewal, we will grow. You dig a well, people will come. If there's life here, people will come. If there's no life here... People won't come. If you know how churches operate, in fact, if you want to grow a church, have really strict boundaries and create rules and laws to keep people and create a culture of fear so that people uh, don't escape because they're afraid to escape. My gosh. That's how you treat babies. That's how you treat babies. And we want babies in our church, but we don't want our babies to stay babies. We want our babies to grow into maturity where they don't need a list of rules and regulations and to be filled with so much fear that they, the idea of stepping out is too difficult for them. We want to dig a well, a deep well where there's life, there's some fun in the place. I want our, our church to be like our home, where our kids just want to hang because there's good things here. Gee, you're excited this morning. <laughs> and we figured if we, we'll grow, then one of the things that we'll need to do is create space for more people. We have a problem, and that is this room is too small. So we need to enlarge our auditorium to seat 300 people. Anybody got their checkbook? <laughs> so they're just some of they're, they're, they're the three points of vision and a point for each one of those. In Habakkuk chapter two and verse two, um, it says, "Write the vision down 
and make it plain. And so what we've done is, uh, as a, a leadership community is we've developed a one-page vision statement which still requires some work. I was looking at um, over the last few days and thinking, no, we've got some gaps in there. We need to change that. We need to, there, are, there are omissions that need to be, um, to be uh, covered. And our leadership, but our leadership community want to, want to offer this vision statement to you for your feedback. And so we'll be emailing it out. For those of you who have, um, we have your email address. We'll be emailing that out to you this week. We'll have hard copies available for you next Sunday. The scripture in Ephesians 4, which we read at the beginning, it highlights that everyone gets to play a part in the fulfilling of our vision. Paul writes... You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. So stay together both outwardly and inwardly. But that doesn't mean you should all look and speak and act the same. Out of the generosity of Christ, each of us is given their own gift. You see, we all contribute and bring something unique to Bayview. We all have gifts given by Christ to help us on this journey as we travel this road together and seek to reach our destination or reach our destiny. Um, I'm not very computer savvy, but if I'm wrong, um, I apologise. But as I understand it, a, a computer program has a front end and that, that's the part which is visible, that which, that's what you see. Um, and then there is the, the back end, which is all the uh, programming and coding and all that sort of stuff, which is unseen. But that back end is integral to what is seen. You, there is no front end without a back end. Does that make sense? Good, because it doesn't make sense to me. Anyway. <laughs> the reality is, at Bayview, there are a few people who tend to be the front end of Bayview. They're the ones that are up here that have visibility. But there is no front end without the back end. My gifts are primarily um, uh, preaching and teaching and strategizing. Um, I'm probably not too good at too much else. Being, being honest with you. What do I love doing? I love having coffee with, with people and I like strategizing and I like preaching and teaching. And I'm not Superman and I was never meant to be and I can't be. But that's okay uh, because that's why we are part of a community because it takes a team and everyone plays a part in enabling us to fulfill our vision. And so if you help out in the kitchen, or you mow the lawns, or you clean the toilets, whether you pray, or give faithfully, whether you welcome and, and talk to, to our, our visitors, uh, if you're one of those people that likes to make phone calls to encourage people uh, during the week, if, you're, if you lead or you attend a life group, if you cook a meal or you sand 
a card, if you put a can of food in the food for all box uh, just as you walk through the doors, if you um, distribute communion, if you greet, greet people at the door, if you operate technology, you are participating in the kingdom of God and helping to bring hope and healing to a hurting world. And it might not seem like that to you, but let me tell you, that's what you are doing. And you're freeing, as part of that back end, so much of the invisible part of the life of the church empowers others who have a more visible profile to do what they do. That's what it means to be part of a community and part of a team. You, regardless of what it is that you do, your contribution helps the fulfilling of the mission of our church. And therefore, everybody is incredibly valuable and needed. We live in a big world with big problems, but we're connected to a big God with a big heart who wants Bayview to play a small but necessary part of what he is doing in the earth. And each of us gets to play a role. Amen? Amen. 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 Babe, would you like to pray for us? Can I put you on the spot? And if the musos want to make their way forward, thanks. Let's pray. Father, we want to come and just... God, acknowledge that we are part of a community. Lord, we are people that have neighbours, have friends, have family that we are connected with, that we are your hands and feet to them. We are your representative to them. God, we thank you that Bayview has a dream. And God, we want to come and we want to learn how to be the best person we can be for those neighbours and those friends and those family, how we can show them your love and your grace and your mercy. God, we're grateful for Bayview and that dream and that vision. God, help us all learn and grow into that. Help us all be able to support in whatever way, in whatever gift we have to facilitate a community that can be a blessing that can help people belong. And God help us all become what you've called us to be. Amen and amen.